to another episode of the Beginning Spanish Podcast. I'm Dr. Todd Mack from Hillsdale College, and today in class we talked about the culture of Spain. Today we talked about the culture of Spain, and I love talking about the culture of Spain. It's kind of my specialty, and uh, but I'm just going to keep things super simple, like I have always uh, in these culture sections. Um... Spain is, first thing you need to know about the culture of Spain is that Spain is in Europe. It's not in Latin America. <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised how many people uh, don't know that. Uh, but Spain, yeah, it's in Europe. It's between France and uh, Africa, basically, on the Iberian Peninsula. Uh, shares the Iberian Peninsula with, uh, with Portugal. And uh, Spain has a long and a fairly complicated history. Um and it's also really diverse. There are different uh, regions and nations that live inside of the of the state of Spain. So you have on the Mediterranean coast, Catalonia, and on the north, uh, you have the Basque country. You have Galicia that's above um, uh, that's above Portugal, uh, and these are all uh, really kind of stateless nations. Uh, they have their own languages, they have their own cultures, um, and uh, at different times they've had uh, more and less uh, autonomy. Uh, initially, in medieval times, they were all their own little kingdoms. Um, and uh, some of them, you know, not really little kingdoms, but big ones and important ones. And uh, so that, you can't overlook the fact that Spain is just incredibly diverse and um, and uh, linguistically and culturally. Uh, so, but <laughs> I can't like pick a dance from everywhere, and uh, so I just have to do this really broad. So the first thing uh, that I talk about when I talk about culture is food, and the food that I chose is paella because I love paella. And uh, it's delicious. <laughs> so paella is made, um, the, the two ingredients that you really kind of have to have for a paella to be paella are rice and saffron. And uh, saffron is, uh, it's a spice. It's really expensive in the United States, and Spain is not as expensive. Uh, and um, there's really two kinds of, uh, two main kinds of paella. You can have a, a paella valenciana, valencian paella, or you can have a seafood paella. Um, uh, paella valenciana has uh, chicken and rabbit, and then it will have different kinds of um, like beans, and veg vegetables, tomatoes. Uh, and basically what you do is you have this big pan, big round pan, and you saute the meat and the vegetables, and then you put in some water, and then you put in some rice. And then the water boils off while the rice cooks. And what you're left with is um, rice with meat and veggies in it. Uh, and um, it has this really nice kind of golden, golden brown color. Uh, a paella de marisco, a seafood paella, is made basically the same way, but it's uh, it's got seafood in it. So you can have mussels, clams, shrimp, uh, octopus, squid, all kinds of uh, different seafoods in it. They're both really, really, really good. Uh, and if you ever have a chance to make a good or to eat a good paella, you should take it. 
um, it's kind of a comp a fairly complicated process compared to some of the other foods that we've that we've seen, um, but worth the effort. Uh, paella is really really delicious. Um, politically, as I was mentioning before, politically Spain is kind of a complicated place. Um, interestingly, uh, I think for my students, uh, Spain is a monarchy. They have a king, and uh, the king. Uh, that we have now in Spain is called Felipe uh, the Sixth, and his wife, her name is Leticia, and she's the queen of Spain. And Leticia is interesting because she doesn't come from a noble, like aristocratic family, as is often the case. Uh, but she was a journalist, and she met him doing her journalisming, <laughs> and um, uh, Felipe became the king in 2014 when his father, Juan Carlos the First abdicated. Now, uh, there are uh, a lot of different opinions about the king and queen uh, in Spain. Uh, Spain, for a time in the 1930s, was a, a republic. They, they kicked the king out, and they declared a republic. And then Francisco Franco uh, and his friends uh, had an uprising, and they ended the republic and established a dictatorship with the idea that sometime in the future the king was going to come back. And then the king actually did come back. And uh, and the king is not a dictator. Uh, and he's not a fascist. Um, but a lot of people see the presence of the king as a continuation of Franco's plans. And a continued um, and frustrating... Uh, what um, continuance of the Second Spanish Republic, and so there are a lot of people in Spain who would like to see uh, the Spain be a republic and not a monarchy, and to uh, uh, to go back to the way things were in the in the 30s. I would say that that's a, a minority, probably a fairly small minority, uh, but not an uh, an inconsequential one. And so, uh, so you should bear that in mind. Uh, knowing that, though, uh, the king and queen in Spain are beloved by most of their people. Uh, in, in my opinion, the king is doing uh, a, a fairly good job of, um, of handling the really difficult situation. <laughs> um, and uh, he seems to me to be kind of a stand-up guy. Uh, I haven't... Um, done a ton of research into all of the ins and outs of uh, Felipe and Leticia. But it seems to me that um, they are able to um, handle themselves with grace. And people, uh, one of the things about the, the king and queen in Spain is that they try to come across as kind of like, uh, you know, people's people. And so uh, they go out in public fairly often, and um, and uh, people you know, can see them, and and feel kind of like they know them. Uh, the president of Spain right now, his name is uh, Pedro Sanchez, and he is from the Partido Socialista de Obreros de España. So he's from the Socialist Party, um, probably what we would call in the United States like a democratic socialist. Um, and, uh, so he's, he's on the political left and he came into power because the previous president, Mariano Rajoy, uh, who was a conservative was just embroiled in scandal 
and uh, or corruption charges, and uh, and so Pedro Sanchez and, and others they um, they proposed a vote of no confidence. They won that vote, and so Rajoy left kind of unceremoniously, unceremoniously and Pedro Sanchez uh, took power. And now um, there have been some issues with the budget. So when a new government comes into power, there has to be a new budget, and there have been some issues with that. And so they're having a new election uh, already here in, in, in April, just in a few days. They're going to have another election in Spain, and, uh, and we'll see what comes of that. looks like Pedro Sanchez will probably win that uh, again, but um, in Spain, you really never know. <laughs> um, but that's, uh, that's where Spain is politically – even the conservatives in Spain are what we would consider probably. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, there are far there are far right uh, conservatives everywhere, uh, like fascists, and there still are fascists in Spain, uh, like there are communists in Spain. I would say that the me, the the middle point in Spanish politics is to the left of where the middle point uh, of American politics is, um, but. Uh, it's uh, it's just it's just interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Catalonia in the future. The Catalans have been pushing for independence, um, but that's a complicated situation. Uh, you also have the Basques and the Galicians, and um, it's just a it's an interesting, complicated uh, thing uh, in which you have uh, people talking about nationality and culture as well as like political po political ideology and these things all get kind of mixed up with each other. It makes it an interesting place to, to study. Uh, and then finally, uh, as far as dance is concerned, um, I thought I would just go like play it play it straight and talk about flamenco. So we talked about flamenco today. Uh, it comes originally from the south of Spain, Andalusia. So if you go to Catalonia or the Basque country and expect to see like, you know, uh, people dancing flamenco on the streets, uh, you probably won't see it. <laughs> um, and, uh, but if you go to like Granada or Cordoba or uh, Sevilla, you definitely, Malaga, you definitely will see uh, flamenco. Um, it developed over the, the 19th century, uh, mostly by the, uh, the gitanos, so these would be uh, gypsy people. Uh, and, um, and, it, there's really three elements to flamenco. So there's uh, cante, which would be singing, and toque, which is uh, playing. So that would be like uh, playing the guitar, and baile, uh, which would be people dancing. And when they dance, they wear these um, shoes with heels on them, and they do lots of uh, uh, what's called zapateo, uh, where they're like um, tapping, tapping their heels, like clogging or something like that. Um, but it's really rapid, uh, and, um, and it's just a beautiful, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing to see. If you get a chance to see real flamenco, uh, you should take it, uh, to go to like a tablao. Uh, they do it inside of uh, these caves, like in, in Granada, um, in, in the south of Spain. You can go in, uh, to these caves, and the, the caves are painted white on the inside, and they're lined with, uh, pans and, um, like copper, uh, like serving spoons and things. It creates um, really interesting acoustics. And you usually eat a meal and then watch uh, the dancing. And it's just kind of hypnotic. It's really, um, it's very uh, um, grounded like in the in the senses and the body. Um, and it's, uh, it's totally worth it to go and see. 
So that's Spain um, in <laughs> in the smallest nutshell that I can fit it in. It it feels criminal to 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 talk about it like this, but I want people to know at least something about the culture of these places. And so this is the best I can do in 12 minutes. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. If you find this show helpful, I encourage you to go to anchor.fm slash beginning Spanish for a full list of episodes and to support the show financially. Don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app of choice and please recommend uh, the show to your friends. Feel free to reach out with questions or feedback by finding me on Twitter at Todd K. Mack or emailing me at tmack at hillsdale.edu. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might also like my other shows. This semester I have one on philosophy and fiction in modern Spain and one on the hero's journey in masterpieces of film. Until next time, so long. Thank you.